Hey there, I'm Andrew Ainsworth, a proud supporter of Sword and Laser, thanks to Patreon.com. It's easy to set up, and what do you get out of it? Endless geeky bantering about the latest sci-fi and fantasy books. So if you want to help out, head over to Patreon.com slash Sword and Laser. Give a little, and get a lot of Veronica mispronouncing things. Everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont, and I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. And we do mean you. I'm a little. I drank some wine tonight. I drank some oh, red really? wine. I don't know. It's a petit Syrah. I'm a little like hoo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. You're on bit. the. You're on the good flight. I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now, yeah. Yeah. Not to promote had, drinking. I'm just saying I had a very long day, came home, had a slice of pizza, had a glass of red wine, and I'm feeling like the world is good. You're that woman. You're that woman in the TV show who comes home from a long day of work and has a glass of red wine. I think I'm better than the woman who comes home and eats a salad and smiles, like stock photos. Are you familiar with that <laughs> meme? The salad and smile thing, yes. <laughs> Women I, uh, eating salad and smiling. I forgot all about that. <laughs> They also eat no salad. does that. They also no eat yogurt and smile. Oh, yeah. No. They also eat a lot of yogurt because probiotics. Right, right. Well, I had some of my wife's soda from Fatburger. Ooh. That's, that's what I'm drinking tonight. No little nip of rum in there or no. nothing. Nothing. Sadly, no. no bourbon and Coke. <laughs> no, our dog, uh, we have a new dog. I don't think we, did we have the new dog last time? We recorded. Ah, I feel like we've talked about the dog on DTNS, but I don't yeah. think we've talked about the dog on Sword and Laser. So we adopted we adopted a German Shepherd. We have named her Ray. Uh, my wife picks the names, and she picked the name in honor of Ray from The Force Awakens. And uh, Ray had her uh, surgery to make sure that she never has any little rays today. <laughs> little baby, little rays. Yeah. So, uh, so little we rays of sunshine. Very much distracted by that. Uh, uh, and dealing with her because she's still a woozy from, you know, being under and all of that. Uh, and so, yeah, I did not uh, have time to fix myself a drink of any sort. And Eileen ordered some fat burger delivered. <laughs> if you want to run and go get something like I, oh, I no, know no. how to I, edit audio, I, I, I can. I ate earlier in the day. I don't so I'm not care hung- about I don't care that you're hungry. I'm saying if you want to run and get a drink. Oh, no, I can I'm, edit I'm, it. I'm, I can make the time seem as though no time has passed. I have I those actually capabilities. Have kind of a te- I don't doubt your skills to do that, by the way. I got an I'm email saying of, I was good at audio editing. Really good at it. I've told you. you this for years. I don't know why you didn't believe me. You needed this other. <laughs> I needed outside <laughs> validation. <laughs> I'm just attached to the idea of putting some of his wife's soda from Fat Burger in our show notes. So there you go. Okay. All right. That sounds fun. I, I don't know what a Fat Burger is. Oh, it's a chain of burgers. They have them in San Francisco. Do they? You would not eat them because you don't eat beef, but yes, oh. they do. Are they, is it like Good Burger? Welcome a, to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Yeah, Can I take your order? <laughs> What's that from? It's from all that. You're old. You don't remember all that. All that? What's it's like that? half the audience is too old it's to know about all that and, and half the audience, like, no, and half yeah. the audience is too young and is like, well, it was before their time. And then there's is like three people who are 34 who are like, oh yeah, all that. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, it was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> okay. Well, at least I got that part right. <laughs> it was great. It was, um, it was, uh, um, they're both, they're both on SNL now. Both anyway, the, the, 
doesn't matter. Good burger. Probably based on fat burger, I would imagine. Okay. All right. Or Whataburger. Or Whataburger. That's true. Or um, Fuddruckers. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) That's a real thing. Rudd what? Oh, don't. Hmm, we're not going to have one of those. A, uh, a, a buzz you're out you're loud. such a good editor. Though. I know. <laughs> I don't want to remember. All right, let's jump into the quick burns. Hey, the Hugo Award finalists have been announced uh, thanks to Nokomis.fl, who was the first uh, to get it on our quick burns thread. And this is the most extensive Hugo ballot on record. 108 finalists. Wow. One finalist for every year between the Cubs two most recent world series that's true yeah. and until their next one best no- possibly uh best novel uh up for best novel charlie jane anders all the birds of the sky seriously i am like i'm so thrilled with with all yeah. the nominees for 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 best novel like i think it's just really it's really cool there's some great I, authors um, on here I am a longtime admirer of Charlie Jane Andrews' work, so I'm very excited for that. But I am also excited for Becky Chambers, A Closed in Common Orbit, uh, for Cixin Liu, uh, Death's End, Yoon Ha Lee's Nine Fox Gambit, of course, N.K. Jemisin, The Obelisk Gate, and Ada Palmer, Two Like the Lightning. Yeah, I saw I saw Charlie Jane um, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. We all went out to, for drinks, um, me and, and Bonnie, and, and uh, it was just a really nice night. And I was like, this is going to be exciting for you. This is so cool. So I, did, I didn't know about the Hugo yet, but I just felt like it was going to be a good year. These are good books. Uh, these are all books that that you will probably enjoy reading. I, I shouldn't be say that because I haven't read them all. But but based on the opinions of other people whose opinions I respect, I, I feel comfortable saying that. Uh, best novella: The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Lavalley, uh, The Dream Quest of Velvet Bow by Keij Johnson, Every Heart a Doorway by Shauna McGuire, Penrick and the Shaman by Lois McMaster Bujold, A Taste of Honey by Kaya Shante Wilson, and This Census Taker by China Mieville. Another good collection as well. Yeah, and you can check out all the nominees. Uh, there's a lot of really great stuff on here. Um, a lot of good stuff that I look forward to reading within the next year, too, because, gosh, there's just, I, you know, I feel like we pick great books every month, and yet I always feel like there's something I'm missing. Well, because so. the, there's so many books. There's so, so many, many good books. books. There's so many good yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, I, I always like to look at the, uh, the dramatic presentation, too. Arrival, uh, Deadpool, Ghostbusters, Hidden Figures. That I saw that and I was a little confused because yeah, I'm pretty not, sure that was nonfiction. But okay, science, interesting. Uh, Rogue One and Stranger Things because it's dramatic presentation. It doesn't have to be a movie. It can be a TV show as well. Uh, and then best tra- dramatic presentation short form is when you go for the TV episode. So mm-hmm. TV can go under dramatic presentation as an entire as a series. Whole, as a whole. Right. Okay. So Stranger Things season one. Or you can go with the episodes. Uh, so Black Mirror's San Junipero, Doctor Who, The Return of Doctor Mysterio, The Expanse, Leviathan Wakes, Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, Game of Thrones, The Door, and Splendor and Misery, which is an album by Clipping. Another interesting. Clipping album. is great. If you haven't heard Clipping, definitely go listen to Clipping. I really like Clipping. Also, if you listen to Song Exploder, go listen to the Song Exploder episode on Clipping. It's amazing. Um, best fan cast. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Another year. I'm looking. I, I'm, I don't. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. Uh, these no, are these are all perfectly. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I'm nominees. sure. I think. 
I, I wouldn't I want to take anything away from Mer Lafferty. No, 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 definitely, Obviously. definitely not. Total, totally deserving. I mean, there's um, just like there's there's six nominees and. Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hmm. I don't know. Well. well uh, and then John W. Campbell Award for Best New Writer uh, nominees, uh, Sarah Gailey, J. Mulrooney, Malka Older, Ada Palmer. Novel and John W. Campbell could go for a twofer there. Uh, Laurie Penny and Kelly Robson. And Best Fan Writer, Chuck Tingle, nominated. Kind of yeah. want him to win. <laughs> go Chuck. <laughs> go Chuck, take over the world. <laughs> We're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. All right, let's go on to uh, Sandra, uh, who points out that John Scalzi's new book, The Collapsing Empire, already has a TV deal. Uh, Sandra says that was fast. And in fact, uh, David added that Scalzi has given an update on all of his TV movie stuff. He's very good about that sort of thing over on his blog, whatever at whatever.scalzi.com. And speaking of TV stuff, Sandra also says that Piers Anthony's long-running Xanth fantasy series may soon become a feature film and a TV series. Variety has the full story, and holy crap, this series has 42 books. So plenty of content for both a feature film and a TV series. Now, to be clear, when we say deal, that means someone has the rights. Doesn't mean they will make it. We say that all the time. Uh, and and that's very that's true of Xanth as well. It's a development uh, of it. Producers are Spike Seldon, uh, who recently signed on to head up development and production for SP Entertainment with Stephen Paul and Hans Futterman. Uh, so we'll see. It, it totally could become a thing. And we'll keep you updated as we go along. Awesome. Uh, David wrote in that the African Speculative Fiction Society just announced their shortlist nominees for the NAMO Awards, and folks may recognize Nettie Akorafor's Binti on the list for Best Novella. That is awesome. Congratulations. Gosh, so many good people winning good awards. Uh, the Flying Man of Stone by Dilman Dila. Hell Freezes Over by Mame Bugama Dien. The Last Pantheon by Tade Thompson and Nick Wood. Ta Oreva by Muti Nalhema. And uh, that's just best novella. Best novel includes Azanian Bridges by Nick Wood. Azotus the Kingdom by Shadrach Chakoti. Black Ass by A. Igoni Barrett. Rosewater by Tade Thompson. And Tati Went West by Nick Hilsing. What was the name of that book again? Black Ass. I think it's all one word, though. Okay. Warren says, no one wished Leon a happy birthday. Why is that? Oh, you get this because it's the incept date was April 10th, 2017 for Replicant Leon. Who is from Blade Runner. Right. You've seen Blade Runner. I have read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? You still haven't seen Blade Runner? I'm sorry. I still haven't seen Blade Runner. All right, listen, when I come up for Bacon, which we're oh. going to talk about here in a second, I'm bringing I'm bringing a video cassette of Blade Runner. You I'm don't even know how you... hard Josh Lawrence is trying to get me to watch Blade Runner. Like he basically like every time they show it at a theater in San Francisco somewhere, I... he's like, let's do a sword and laser meetup and we'll go to the midnight showing of Blade Runner. And I'm like, see that but that's too much organization. No, you just have to like make sure that Veronica has a glass of wine in her hand on her couch and then put Blade Runner in where she can't escape. That's a very smart I don't move. know how you've escaped seeing Blade Runner. I've seen it so many times, many times on purpose. Do you want to know purpose. why? Because first of all, I'm a very strong-willed woman, for one. Well, okay, but why are you fighting For this? two, <laughs> you know this about me. I get weird about stuff if I think for any possible reason it's going to be scary. 
Oh yeah, no. I mean, this isn't scary. This is I know scary. it's not scary. I know, like my my yeah. smart brain knows that it's not scary, but like my weird lizard brain is like weirdly like won't let me watch it. I don't know why. I don't know why it's weird. I know. I know it's. Well, I know it's weird. Gizmodo knows because the second paragraph of their article about Happy Inception date to Leon Kowalski says, "For those of you who haven't seen the film." Blade Runner stars Harrison Ford and takes place in the utopian world of 2019. See? <laughs> Ford plays a Blade Runner, someone tasked with hunting down and retiring, quote unquote, rogue replicants, parentheses, humanoid robots like Leon. Dude, I know what the movie is about. I know what the movie is about. I know it. I know what it's about. Uh, a turtle is on its back, Veronica, but you're not helping. Why are you helping, Veronica? You don't get that because you haven't seen Blade Runner. I don't think that's in the book. I don't think that's in the book. It's not. It's not. Most most of the movie is not in the book. Oh, okay. And, and now that you've read the book, though, you can play that card of like, well, I have read Do I I'm it? fancy. I read the yeah. book. <laughs> that's what I would say. That's exactly how I would say it. And I feel better. But do you have a signed copy? I do don't that would be that's super what impressive makes things really cool is if you have signed copies of books well you know who's giving away 10 signed copies of the runaway hit pilot x <laughs> why shelf aware is because i agreed to this and that sounds, this sounds like an ad myself. it's not an ad is this an ad i don't think this is an ad did they pay it's us not an ad. are you paying I mean, me I'm, for running this on my show other than i know we we talk about giveaways don't we we do right don't we? Nope. Don't we? No. Now we do. We talk about things we do, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. So uh, I wrote a book called Pilot X. You're probably sick of hearing me talking about it by now. Uh, but if you, uh, some people have been asking about signed copies, and signed copies are difficult because because of mail and things. So if you want a signed copy of Pilot <laughs> X for free, sign up for the because shelf because of aw- mail and things. <laughs> shelf awareness. Uh, newsletter, Shelf Awareness for Readers. It's a twice-weekly newsletter that features reviews of the best books published each week. A lot of people I know signed up for this already because it's just a good newsletter. And now, if you sign up, you might have a chance to win one of 10 copies of Pilot X. Mail and things. Gosh, that darn mail. It's so <laughs> difficult to navigate. <laughs> when you're Figuring to, like, out how to put things in it. Things to you, and then you've got to figure out how much they weigh, and then you got to go to the post office. All right, and there's all right. a line. You just and... use media mail. You don't have to figure out how much anything weighs. Anyway, <sighs> I know because I do the Lems Library. I'm very good at that. I do that too, and you do have to know how things, how much things weigh for me to media mail. I just assume it's a pound. I say everything's you just a pound. Overpay they never, they, they never question me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also the person that knows full well that the maximum weight limit for my local mail like Dropbox is 13 ounces. And yet I always shove massive Latote return <laughs> items in there that probably weigh it's like four pounds. Ounces, right? Whatever. So my yeah. poor mailman's probably like, I'm going to murder this woman. Anyway, <laughs> um, oh, he's going to go postal on me. This is not. Oh, oh, you went there. I, I shouldn't have gone there. Oh, it seemed appropriate. And then it wasn't appropriate anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, it was accurate. It was accurate, but I shouldn't talk that way about him. No, he's very nice. He's not. He's not very nice. He's not. That's like saying, oh, you're so special because you have a podcast. Everybody has a podcast these days. Yeah, you don't hear that. I'm not sure how those two things are related. Stereotyping. Stereotyping. That's how it's related. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, we're going to be special podcast guests. Is this an ad? This is not an ad. This is an <laughs> ad. We're not being paid for this, though. Um, but we are going to be special podcast guests at Baycon. Uh, that's going to be May 26th through May 29th at the San Mateo Marriott at the San Francisco Airport. Uh, Daniel Abraham is a guest of honor, and Ty Frank is the Toastmaster. So James S.A. Corey is going to be there. Yay! Yay. I'm very excited about that. And we're going to be interviewing them. Um, Daniel Dokio? Dosio mm-hmm. is the artist guest of honor, and Dr. Christine Doyle is the fan guest of honor. Yes, the artists. The artists. The artists. how I guest wrote it. Of honor. <laughs> so come join us. Come hang out. We're going to do a meetup. We're going to do like a little coffee clutch kind of thing. Um, we're going to be doing the podcast recording. We'll be there to we're hang out. We're going to interview Daniel and I Ty. Said, I definitely said that. We're going to be doing like other panels that we're we don't also know what they're going to be Daniel yet. Ty. We are mostly going to be interviewing Daniel and Ty. Um, <laughs> definitely made sure that was going to be happen. asking them questions about the expanse, which I'm going to be super excited about. Please spoil the expanse for us, Daniel and Ty. <sighs> everything. So that should be really fun. Um, but there will there will still be a podcast episode of the of the interview. So yeah, have no, no fear if you can't make it to the to the Bay Area, no problem. Um, you'll still hear the episode. But- it's going to be worth the trip um, because here's the thing. If you don't realize what we just said about the San Mateo Marriott and the San Francisco airport, San Francisco airport is in San Mateo. Yes. So it, this is Mostly, at the yeah. airport. Like all you have to do is fly into the airport. You could conceivably walk to the Marriott, but it's right there. Like you could conceivably not even have to pay for a hotel. You could conceivably fly into the airport, yeah. come to our panel and then leave the same yeah, day. Totally. Like, it so would just really, be really. I mean, if if you're in the Bay Area, it might be harder to get there than. Yeah, than just flying not. in. Yeah, then just flying in might be the best way. In fact, you've. I will live even in come Sacramento, pick you up you at the airport. Fly. I won't do yeah. that. I'm not going to do that. No, don't do that. Uh, but no, please come join us at Baycon. It's going to be really fun. It is. We had a great time last year or the last time we went. We have been. I've been Toastmistress. You have been Toastmaster. Yep. And now we are special podcast toasters. Aw, we're toasters. We're Cylons. <laughs> Come give us a test and see if we're replicants. Maybe Veronica will get that joke. I'm running the- out of honorariums for this event. <laughs> <laughs> They're running out of ways to trick us. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you to Bacon for having us back. We spent a lot of time talking about that. I apologize, but it will be really fun. Now it is time for Bear Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Alan writes to us via email, I have no patience for reading. I'm a doer. I do things. Okay. So I thought the perfect way to get around this was to use Audible. This worked for a long time. I listened to most of the Dresden series, Song of Fire and Ice, which is the Pat Benatar story, (laughs) not the George R. R. Martin. Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, Two credits a pop there, by the way, on Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, Name of the Wind and the random book here and there. But now I realize I have six unused credits. I need to use them up or lose them. Could you send me a list of your top ten picks for sorty or lasery books? No research required. Just a list of the ten you can think of that are worth the time. I'm sure I haven't read most of what you have in a brain dub. Thanks. I'm not going to send you a list because I don't respond to emails. So I'm just going to say that you guys can tell. (laughs) 
Tom's laughing because he knows it's like a principled thing. Like I was just like, I don't respond to threats. I don't respond to emails. Yeah. You know, Um, so I there's so many good audio books out there. Um, A lot of the books that we have read or are reading currently are are on Audible, including The Invisible Library, which is our current book pick. I freaking loved um, The Rook by Daniel O'Malley, which we read recently. And there's two books out in that series so far, so that gives you two credits down. Um, just phenomenal series. Um, Gateway, Gateway was an audiobook. I listened to that one. That was really fun. Uh, there's just so many And there's many more in the Gateway series as well. Yeah. Um, also, James S.A. Corey, who we just spoke about. You could do the whole, you could do the whole series. You could do the you whole do the James S.A. Corey yeah. series. Yeah. You could get all of those books. Uh, it, the other way to get, I, I get the feeling, Alan, since you are writing us, uh, that you may have already read a lot of the Sword and Laser book picks, but you could go to swordandlaser.wakia.com mm-hmm. and just find the list of books that we have read. Uh, and if you do that, then you could just go back to some point before you read the books and just pick I mean, our, our list of book picks ranges back to 2007 now. Uh, so you're bound to find six books in there you haven't read yet. And I can ver- I can guarantee you the books we've picked to read are always enjoyable. Even the one from November 2008. Which was? Memoirs Found in a Bathtub by Stanislaw. Was that an audio book? Is that out on audio? I wonder if it is now. I don't think it was back then, though. Um, that's fun. Yeah, there's, <laughs> that's fun, she says. Ha ha. Ha ha, that's fun. Um, but yeah, there's, and if you guys out there in the audience have any suggestions, uh, let us know if you, if there's an audiobook that you just absolutely adored, send it in to us, feedback at swordandlaser.com. We'll, we'll pass it along to Alan. Absolutely. Uh, also, Silvana started a uh, thread on Goodreads called The Simple Truth Behind Reading 200 Books a Year. It's an article from The Observer at Observer.com. First of all, it is indeed a challenge to dedicate and divide time for our downtime. I figure some of us readers also watch lots of TV and active in social media, but I don't see myself sacrificing those. I need my TV series and podcasts. Secondly, I don't agree that using the amount of books is a standard and prefer using the number of pages or even words. Words. Based on a super rough calculation, I read around seven and a half to eight million words last year. I watched at least 10 TV series and spent maybe two hours a day on social media, not including WhatsApp. The article says we could and should read 200 books or around 10 million words a year. So do you guys agree? 200 books to 10 million words annually is not hard at all. While also active in social media and watch TV. I know some ferocious readers who can easily top that, although not sure whether they also spend lots of time ensconced in TV, but still wonder whether that is actually doable for most. I will tell you right now, it's not doable for me. I read very slowly. I don't. I read very fast. Uh, So all this comes from this Observer article, as you mentioned, by Charles Chu, who says that uh, someone once asked Warren Buffett about his secret to success. And Buffett pointed to a stack of books and said, read 500 pages like this every day. That's how knowledge works. It builds up like compound interest. All of you can do it, but I guarantee not many of you will. And so this author, this reader, I mean, this writer of this article found that very daunting and attempted to do it. And while he said he couldn't quite make 500 pages a day in the last two years, he's read over 400 books cover to cover. 
And for me, like 24 books a year for my like Goodreads, like, you know, book list is a big deal. Like if I can crack two books a month at this point, I'm really proud. But I know people like Felicia who just completely devour books at at a near alarming rate. And maybe that's not quite the same now that she's had a baby. (laughs) I don't know how much that will change. Uh, But I'm a very fast reader and I lay down at night. You guys know I'm asleep in two minutes. Like I have to really, audiobooks are the only way I get anything done these days because I can listen to them on the train and when I'm on my way to work and when I'm doing other tasks that keep me conscious. Um, So it's, it's just difficult. Something about reading books on my Kindle or in paper form knock me out. So even if I try to devote, if I go to bed at 8.30 and try to devote two solid hours of, of nonstop reading, it won't work because I'll be asleep. No matter, almost no matter how early it is. Yeah, uh, this this whole thing is based on the idea that someone reads four hundred words per minute. I definitely do not read four hundred words per minute. Mm. If you do, then this totally makes sense. Like, yeah, it's it's about just a little over an hour of reading a day. If you read four hundred words per minute, I don't, not at all. And plus. I do a lot of reading every day for my job, mm-hmm. you know, for preparing mm-hmm. for this show, for preparing for Daily Tech News show. Like I read a lot in the day. And and so I'm already reading a lot of words to begin with. And I think you're, you know, I, I'm, I'm not suggesting there's a maximum amount anyone can fit in their brain each day. But it does, you know, the more you read, the slower you read. And I already read slow to begin with. Yeah, it's it's hard for sure. That is not an easy task. So Well, I think for some people it is easy though. People like Felicia, I think just naturally read faster, in which case, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. Maybe you can do 200 books. Why not? Go for it. More power to you. Yeah, I wish I could do that for sure. I'd love yeah, to have too. that kind of knowledge in my brain and just be, you know, encyclopedic in my abilities. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool, but not me. I wish. I wish I had that kind of time or ability to stay awake and conscious. Yes. Well, that's the other thing. I do the same thing where I start to fall asleep if I'm reading. All right. Well, let us talk then about the book that we are trying to stay conscious for this month. That sounds negative. It's not meant to. This book is great. <laughs> yes. No, it's not. It's not that the book is putting us to sleep. Never I, just, I have a very busy life like all of you out there. It's difficult. We are reading The Invisible Library by Genevieve Cogman. And yeah, so far, so good. I mean, this is our, our mid-month check-in, so we're not expecting any of you to be done with the book yet, and we will not be spoiling the book at this point. Um, but so far, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I really love the, the main character, and um, I also think that so far, there's a lot of fun, almost like Sherlockian bits in here. So I'm t- yes. titillated. There are so many cool little uh, uh, nods. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. To, to things as, as you go along. And it, it shows that uh, Genevieve Cogman, I mean, as you would guessed by just the premise of the book, is a big lover of books uh, and of stories. And I do like this this idea of the alternate London, which is different than V.E. Schwab's Mm -hmm. because in this one, it's just kind of an accepted reality that there are, there are many, many Londons. Right. And she's like, Oh, well usually, uh, you know, um, uh, Canary Wharf is in the same place and it is in this one. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's all, it's all that kind of stuff. That's, I love when those sorts of things are, said as if they are assumed and obvious by the storyteller, but are really cool and, you know, mind blowing Mm -hmm. in some cases to us. 
there and you know i think the the first hint i got that this was going to be a bit of a nod to 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 sherlock was the fact a the main character's name is irene Mm-hmm. And B, there is obviously a detective in the novel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who so, is very good at deducing. Very things. good at deducing. And uh, one of our, we have a thread about that in the in the forums as well that I didn't get a chance to to, to skim through yet, unfortunately. But I think I think that's that's kind of the go, one of the going themes and, and ideas around uh, what what this book is is starting to feel like in a lot of ways. But I'm sure there will be many numerous other nods to. Uh, yeah, Stephen has a has a thread about it in the forums. Let me click on it here. He says, um, uh, okay, I don't want to, I'm not going to read it because I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be cool to, 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 to check out. That's, I'm going to leave it. I, I kind of spoiled myself reading that thread now. And oh mad. no. Oh no. Uh, you know what? One of the other things I love about this, uh, and again, if you want zero spoilers, like don't even mention anything that isn't on the jacket, uh, you, you might want to turn away for this, but this isn't going to spoil any plot elements or anything is the magic system. Uh, I, I like the magic system that she creates for the librarians and how it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. again, obviously someone who loves books and loves language uh, and loves words and making words be the power isn't uh, isn't something even new. I mean, that that is the basis for many of the world's religions. There's a there's a lot of mystical uh, cults around the, the power of words. And there's a whole section of Judaism that deals specifically with the meaning of words and the mystical meaning of words. Uh, and so there's that that's really fun for me that they don't have magic but they have this language that mm-hmm. the language itself is the magic and they can make things obey their true nature. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, there's little elements of kind of everything too. it. feels a little steampunky. It feels like there's, yeah. there's obviously like magic depending on which which world you're in in that moment or which version of, of London or the world that you happen to be in. There's, you know, there's technology like in many places, technology is exists the way it does in, in our current world. Um, but it doesn't doesn't work in other places, right? Even in the library, it doesn't work properly, yeah. uh, which makes a lot of sense uh, based on on the kind of system they're describing. So I like that there's, you know, depending on where you are, it could be magic could be at the fore and that could be something that you're really good at or it's it doesn't work at all. I also was reminded of the Netherlands uh, from the magicians. Mm. Because there's a library there, if you recall. <laughs> yes. And to get to the Netherlands, uh, you have to go through a little bit of magic uh, to get in and out, uh, which takes you, you know, which is also how you get to that library. There's there's some parallels going on there. Yeah. I mean, this is fun. And it doesn't feel, I mean, <laughs> there's already been one scene where I was like, okay, this is not quite as YA as I was thinking it was going to be. It's a little saucy. <laughs> a little bit of sauciness going on. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm having a good time with this one. Is it I think the one it's... about the defined muscles? Are you there yet? Is the hotel room scene? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is this has been a good pick so far. I'm like, good, good job, March Madness. Yeah. Good, good job, pick. democracy. Hooray for democracy! I will dictate the next pick. <laughs> <laughs> you have no power over me. 
Awesome. All right. I think that about wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, As you know, many of you out there are patrons. Uh, Thank you to all the folks who back our show. Uh, Don't forget, Lem's Library is open for business. If you are a patron funder at $20 or more, you have access to Lem's Library. Uh, Some of you are very regular uh, contributors and receivers of Lem's Lem's Library books, but some of you haven't done it at all. So please take advantage of our our system. We we want to send books out to you. Yeah, we're excited about it. Um, and of course, if you want to learn more, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Big welcome to Dr. Jason L. Garner, Luciana Vigil Holterman, who raised a pledge, and Heather Miller. You can support us like they did at patreon.com slash sword and laser, or you can support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Get in touch with us at feedback at swordandlaser.com. Head over to the website at swordandlaser.com. All of our wonderful discussions happen at goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.